everyone, and welcome to Literary Demerit, a podcast where we take a look at works of questionable literary merit. I'm Siobhan. And I'm Kester. We have just finished our reading of My Immortal, which was the uh, prerequisite for a lot of bad fan fiction we want to be covering on this podcast, uh, but particularly yes. our favorite, which is uh, uh, the one we're going to start right now called um, Forbidden Fruit, The Temptation of Edward Cullen by Becky Mac 666 uh, yeah, uh, this is, uh, I think, pretty undeniably a troll fic. Uh, it's also pretty clearly inspired by My Immortal in uh, some aspects. Yeah. Uh, I think there's even some pretty explicit references to My Immortal in this story that we'll point out when we get there. This fic is a masterpiece. Like, it, it, I mean, uh, My Immortal was too, but this is in a completely different way because this is undeniably a satire and a troll fic, but not in the way that so many uh, bad troll fics are in that they just like go out of their way to piss people off and are very, very obviously written by a troll. Um, but this one is, uh, well, what are your thoughts on this? I think what you can tell about um, this author is that this is this is someone with some writing talent. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's uh, nearly as full of uh, typos and such as My Immortal is, um, and there's a lot of weird turns of phrase. Uh, There's a lot of very creative use of language, um, and in particular, some some really like uh, kick-ass metaphors in the story um, Mm -hmm. that uh, make it pretty clear that this author knows how to write Uh, and is purposefully writing this way. Uh, to create a certain effect. And it it rules. The prose in this story is like nothing I have ever seen before or since. It's kind of on a level of its own. Um, I think we should also probably mention that there have been people who think that this story and My Immortal were uh, authored by the same person because there's some notable commonalities between them. Absolutely not. Um, I think this is absolutely not the case. We can probably say that pretty definitively. Yeah. Uh, this story takes uh, a lot of obvious inspiration from My Immortal, and it's also clearly um, in the same vein in that this is uh, also following like a, a goth author insert character uh, romancing the main boy. Yeah, but uh, other than that, the writing style like it could not be completely different, different. Worlds apart. Yeah. yeah, which will become apparent once we start to read it. Uh, this is this is really like nothing I've ever read. The other thing we should probably talk about before we get into this story is that there are, um, there's a lot of consent issues in this one. Yeah, there is a rape scene in chapter three and, uh... And it's relevant to the plot and there's references made to it later. Yes. Like, there's a, there's a plot line about the main character being repeatedly assaulted. Pretty overarching plot point, uh, in the story and it can't, uh, it's not really skippable or avoidable. Could the story have been told without this? Uh, Yes, but it also is very obviously kind of a satire on putting that kind of stuff in your story. And it does manage to say something about the trope and the genre. Uh, Right. Um, I think think we should also mention... uh... Part of it is invoking like the rapist drama trope yes. because, um, like we said, there is a there's a scene in chapter three where the main character is uh, sexually assaulted. Uh, this is a plot point. It's something that comes up later, though. There's only there's only one actual scene of it. The other times it's mentioned in narration. It's it's extremely vague. Uh, it's a very vague rape scene. It's pretty brief and it's not overly described. So I don't I don't think the way it's written about is particularly troubling, except that it's ridiculous, which might make it worse for some people. But um, 
might make it better for others. So it's it's hard to say. But um, this uh, story it does contain a lot of satire. Uh, it, you you could make that argument about my immortal. Um, if you do choose to see it as a troll fic, I'm still yeah. kind of on the fence about that. Um, yeah. But this fic definitely is uh, contains a lot of elements of satire, and that's uh, one of the things that it does satirize is uh, using yes. rape as drama. Uh, but the other thing is that that's not the only context in which this is relevant, because um, there are also um, repeated moments in this story where the main character and the male romantic lead, which uh, from the title, it's it's obvious, uh, this is Edward, is overly forward with her and does not establish consent beforehand. So even though she's into it, it does read as pretty dubious. And this is another thing that's very common in fan fiction and you see in like serious published romance fiction too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even in that Twilight. context, it's right. Twilight has this, um, <laughs> Fifty Shades has this, uh, to an incredible degree, uh, a lot of other works do, uh, where, you know, we, we know that the main character's in, into it because we're from their perspective, but, uh, the romantic lead would not have a reason to know this, and if you examine their behavior from their end, it's pretty asshole-ish. So there's, there's a fair bit of that in this story as well. Um, again, it may not bother everybody. Certainly, I think we're both very desensitized to it, and we've also read the story yeah. before multiple times. But for people who are sensitive to, um, like, sexual assault in stories, regardless of context, uh, that's definitely something to look out for. And there isn't yeah. really, there isn't really a point where we can, like, say, uh, like, give a, uh, like, a content warning for that, because it's kind of an overarching theme of the entire story. Yeah, it's not like My Immortal, where there's, like, a couple scenes where this comes up, but it's mostly non-issue. This is, this is pretty plot-relevant, so we can't, we can't skip over it entirely, nor we, can we avoid discussing it. It's, uh, probably going to be a part of the chapter discussion every week. Okay, um, I didn't even realize that the author's profile was still up, because what we're reading is a re-upload, um, and the original story was taken down from fanfiction.net. I don't know exactly why, uh, probably i think it was during the purge yeah probably you know? Critic, probably critics united um so the author joined september 30 of 2009 and uh their profile was last updated december 8th uh so we can probably say that this story was uh uploaded in like late september early um early october yeah Fall 2009, let's yes. say that. Yeah. So I want to read the profile for Becky Mac 666 before we get started on the story. Hey, my name's Rebecca Laura Jane Audrey Macmillan. Long nam, I know. Middle names after my mom, aunt, and grandmother. I'll write more here later, but for now, I'll just say I'm 14 and female. I'm a Scorpio, the coolest sign. My favorite bands are Linkin Park, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Green Day, and MRC, and so many more. I have two sisters, both younger than me. Their names are Shelly and Haley, and my hot gorgeous BF is called Zach. I have been dating him for three months, nearly four, and I love him already. I know I sound young and stupid here, but he is the real thing. Love you, baby. My friends are Tiffy, Abby, and Ratch. She has three friends. Mm-hmm. They rock so much and are the coolest people in the world. We all love Twilight, best movie ever, and you, Dard Cullen, or Pats is the most beautiful thing in the world. I also love One Tree Hill and a creative person and like to be different. 
I love written, though my spelling is so bad because of my bad dyslexia, but I still love written stories, even if I'm bad at it. I am half Scottish and half American, raised in Indiana, and why year ago went to live in Dorset, UK. My dad works in Dorset, and my mom lives in Liverpool, where we have family and lots of evil cousins. You know who you are. <laughs> So I go between, lol, very confusing. I prefer the US, I guess, but I have some awesome friends in the UK, so they're both cool, I guess. My first ever fanfic is called Fro Biden Fruit, and if anyone's interested in reading it, then please do. A reveal would be amazing, but no criticism, pulse, not harsh, anyways. Love and Blood, Becky Mac, XXXXXX. So, um, <laughs> it's not Tara. Yeah. I think that's immediately apparent from the writing style. Uh, the other thing is, remember these names, because um, this is all going to be relevant in the actual story. Uh-huh. In particular, the names of the friends and the full name she gives for herself. Uh, do you want to just get started here? We might as well just get started. Let's let's jump into it. Enough, uh, enough preamble. All right. So this is uh, Chapter 1, Altantiana. Anne. Hey, guys. This is the new improved version of my story. Hope it's better this time. BTW, I'm young and have dyslexia. I find spelling hard, but it's meant to be unformal, okay? No criticism, Pulse. Tis story goes out to my buff Zach. Kisses! Ambed, my best friend, Tiffy. Love you, girl! Edward is our god! We want to sex him good. Love and blood, Becky Mac. XXXXXXX. Update. I have a proofreader, and I have cleaned up the spelling and grammar on this chapter a hell of a lot, as you will see. Thank you, Vicky. I will be improving the next chapter soon. So I don't think there is like a pre-beta read reading version of this chapter up anywhere. At least I've never seen it. Um, but you can't tell anyway, so. Yeah, um... It, it definitely doesn't have the difference uh, that My Immortal had when it comes to, like, the beta red chapters and the non-beta red chapters. They're all kind of right. insane. And I would say just from this uh, initial author's note, you might expect the same sort of situation as with Tara, where you might think, like, oh, she's going to have a falling out with her beta reader. You know, she's mentioning the, the friends and the boyfriend because there's going to be some drama later on. Uh, that's not true. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it's uh, it, it doesn't, like, walk the same path as My Immortal, though it does share a lot of the same, you know. Yeah, I think it's quite possibly invoking all that stuff on purpose to remind one of My Immortal, but it doesn't really go anywhere with that. Another thing I want to note is that it was mentioned that, uh, it was mentioned in her about that she is, like, from the UK and, like, spends a lot of time there, um, and, uh, that's pretty obvious with the writing st style, I think. There are a lot of, um... I think there's some Britishisms in here, yeah, for sure. There's one part I'm particularly thinking of, which is in a chapter we're not going to get to this week. Yeah, and that's a major difference, I think, between her and Tara, because Tara was, like, extremely American. Yeah, uh, you know, Tara's writing British characters and they all sound like American teenagers, so this is sort of the reverse situation where it's someone who, I, I guess she's been splitting her time between uh, the US and the UK, but there's defi definitely some uh, British affectations that bleed through into the story. Chapter 1. Altantiana. Hey, my name's Atlantiana Rebecca Lauren. So, first of all- So, already- <laughs> 
uh, already misspelling uh, your character's name in the uh, chapter start. title. Um, mm -hmm. But her name is, is Becky Mack. She's Rebecca Laura Jane Audrey. So uh, her character's name is Atlantiana and then two of her names, basically. Yep. Yep. But everyone calls me Tiana or just plain Tia. I am a 16-year-old girl and I live in Forks, Washington. I should say about the name. She says everyone calls her Tiana or just plain Tia. Um, we should clarify that it's Tia spelled with two A's for some reason. T-I-A-A. -A. Uh, That's not a misspelling. Gets... That's just the way it's spelled. <laughs> That's just the way it's spelled for some reason. Um, and I think she only gets called Tiana like once in the story. Nearly everyone calls her Tia. We're going to be calling her Tia. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's twice that she's called Tiana and the rest uh, everyone just calls her Tia or Atlantiana. My hair is long and pale, like spun gold, and skims to my waist like a pale, shimmering amber mist. Golden amber, not the same color, would like to point out. My eyes are deep forget-me-not blue. Forget-me-not is one word. Um, yes. And my delicate fentures are lily-white and pure as the winter snow and moonlight. I've been told by loads of sleazy, ugly, horny guys that I'm real pretty and look like a model or a bunny girl. Some of the guys who like me are really old and try to make opt with me. It's disgusting and weird. But basically, a lot of the girls I meet tell a different story. They say I'm too ivory white and ethereal and too skinny and that I look anorexic, which I don't care about. But I think it's seriously disrespectful to people with real eating disorders. BTW, I'm so totally not anorexic. I eat loads. I just never gain weight. And I'm not thin enough to be anorexic anyways. I think they were just being biatches. Especially this one ratty brain called Ellie Mayfair, who I hope freaking dies in pain with shit on her face. Sorry, I'm not really such a batch, but she is so horrible. If you met her, you'd think the same. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt because because that that paragraph is so uh, is so fantastic. Uh, you see what we mean about the writing style. Yeah. <laughs> no one has ever written like this before or since, and it's it's fucking fantastic. Like that that whole passage about Ellie Mayfair is genius. It never comes up again. It doesn't mean anything, but just like this this whole aside um, about this girl who was mean to her once. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's great. Ellie Mayfair is not a character in this story and is never mentioned again. Uh, this kind of plays into the whole met metafiction of like, oh, this, uh, the author character is, uh, doesn't like this girl called Ellie Mayfair and decides to mention it in her story. Right, right. She's just going on a random author tract about this girl she hates. Um, also, I, I love, um, I love the whole preamble where she describes how beautiful she is and uh, all the attention she gets from guys from it and how girls bully her over it. But like the things that the girls are supposedly saying to her, she's she's too ivory white and ethereal. It's like, <laughs> man, I hated high school. Everyone was always bullying me for being too ethereal. <laughs> too white and too skinny. <laughs> you can see where the satirical elements are already starting to show up. Uh, yeah, I think, I think a good example of it is the, um, looking anorexic, uh, comment, because that's something that comes a lot, up a lot in bad fanfiction, uh, it came up in My Immortal, where the characters are described as looking anorexic, just to mean that they're thin, and I, I like how she invokes that trope and then immediately says that it's disrespectful to anyone who yeah. actually has an eating disorder, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not anorexic, and then, like, right. goes back on it. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
I'm quite tall and slim, and but with really big boobs that I used to hate because they look noticeable on my slender body and draw too much attention. But now I like them and don't care who stares at me. This is a lie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she does care. I have a lip ring and recently put black and indigo and magenta streaks in my long, pale blonde hair. I smell like mint and cinnamon. <laughs> Love that line. <laughs> Not many authors will just outright tell you what their main character <laughs> smells like, so I appreciate Becky Max 666 for going the extra mile here. I wear mostly black and hot pink, deep purple, and neon blue, and listen to cool music. She doesn't specify what she listens to here. She does in her about and like later right. on. Right, I think it does come up at one point that um, Tia listens to Linkin Park, uh, so we can assume it's just the same music taste as the author. It is my first day at school in Forks, as I just moved here to live with my new foster parents, Dave and Marie. They are nice and all very whole, some sweet people, but it is not like having a real family. You just met them. <laughs> I've been hurt too many times to let people close to me, and I don't talk to them very. Real mom died when I was born and never knew my real dad. I sometimes wonder what he is like and if I will ever get to met him. Dave gave me a ride to school, and I smiled faintly as he wished me good luck, and I got out of the car and went into the school. Loads of people freaking stared at me as I walked down the hall. I was wearing tight black leather pants with silver chains at the waist, and a red fishnet-like top, and you could see my black lazy bra through it. I think that's why they're staring. <laughs> she has her underwear out at school. It's a little weird. <laughs> I ignored whispers and the big pink cheerleader imbeciles pointing at me. I was used to it and I paid no attention to the guys asking desperately for my number. Like hell, I'd even look at the horny little donkeys and told a ditzy blonde cheerleader called Jessica to STFU when she called me a freak. Um, <laughs> so... Attention is hyphenated, and after the part where she tells uh, Jessica to STFU, uh, there's an exclamation point in parentheses. For some reason. Yes. There's a lot of nuance to this uh, to this prose <laughs> that does not all, uh, come completely across when we're uh, reading it aloud. Next time she tries anything, I'll hit her in the eye, because no one messes with me no more. My first day, I was relay bored. I sat gazing out of the window into the gray, cloud-embittered sky for most of the morning. My teachers all looked at me disprovable, but said nothing, because they probably knew I was a foster kid and a gothic and didn't want to upset me in case I cut them up as they slept. <laughs> my ears are pierced four times. I have a tattoo of a scorpion, like S, my birth sign, on my ankle and a gothic cross on my shoulder, and on my hand, I have a weird birthmark in the shape of a seven-pointed star that I've had all my life. I love how we just go right back into the description. <laughs> we didn't get enough before. <laughs> I love how she says, I've had this birthmark all my life. Like, yeah, that's why they call it a birthmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You're probably wondering why I'm bothering to tell you this. Well, I tell you now, I am no ordinary 16-year-old girl. I have a secret, a dark and forbidden secret which I am only just beginning to understand. When I sleep, I hear whispers in another language, and even though I understand them at the time, when I wake up, I can't remember it. I also see weird faces in my dreams that fade to nothingness when I open my eyes, and I swear out of the corner of my eye, my birthmark glows shocking bright gold and gets relay hot sometimes, but when I look properly, it is back to normal boarding scar color. Yeah, that's just what being 16 is like. I am really graceful like the running antilopes. 
when I run very fast and I'm stronger and faster than most people. I used to just think I was relay athletic, but now I'm not so sure. I think there might be something else at work, something so much more mysterious and eier. The truth hovers so softly on the brink of my memory sometimes, but if only I could remember the weird things that clung to the edge of my mind as I slept. At lunch, I sat alone in the corner and scanned the cafeteria quietly with my eyes smoldering dark blue beneath my long black lashes and my slim thighs curled under me. She always describes herself like she's checking herself out, which <laughs> yeah. is great. <laughs> it was the end. I noticed an unbelievably jaw-droopingly howd, 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 dude. With tusseted, blondie brown hair, golden yellow eyes like wells of hot caramel, and pale, sexy features. He was tall and muscle, and looked like he was wearing eyeliner, and my body got hot and cold all at once as I looked at him. Um, I also want to point out, that's just a little nod to my immortal right there. Um, my body got hot and cold all at once as I looked at him. Um, yeah, kind of like an erection, only she's a girl, so she didn't get one, you sicko. Yeah, that's actually one of the more on-the-nose references, to be honest, but... Uh, That's one of the more direct ones. There's a few later that, like, I'm not positive if it's a reference or not, but it probably is. I'd never felt this way about anyone before, and I'd totally never felt this weird feeling that I'd met someone before, but I had no idea where, and I knew it was impassable because I'd freaking remember someone that hot. A girl sat next to him, with long brown hair with her arms dripped over him like a freaking flesh-eating plant. That is the best simile I've ever read i think about that one all the time i'm obsessed with it like i can picture it so vividly i know exactly what she means like the writing is goofy but that that is a fucking bomb ass simile yeah another like uh, this person is an actual writer right there's also more more bigger picture stuff i want to talk about it once we get to the end of the chapter but there's more clues in here that this is someone who knows how to write so I thought, well, whatever, he's taken. She wasn't nearly as hot as he was. She wasn't ugly, though. I figured I was maybe prettier than her. I never really saw myself. <laughs> <laughs> the false modesty act now. <laughs> I never really saw myself as beautiful, but I guessed from thinks others had said. Plus, this girl wasn't great looking. But anyways, I'd never try to pilch with another girl's BF, because that's just low. So I got up to leave the hall, thinking I'd go and smoke some bald drugs in the locker room while no one was there. What is a bald drug? <laughs> I think she means, like, maybe bad drug, but also it could just be another, like, weird usage of a word that doesn't really work, but also works extremely well, that, like, that kind of stuff permeates this entire fic. As I waked over to he exit, I couldn't help but notice the howit pale guy's musky eyes as they met mine. I locked, Musky. <laughs> I locked away hurriedly. I smocked dope in the locker room for a bit. Then I wandered to my next class. I bumped into someone in the corridor and my box fell everywhere. Frick! 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 WTF! I screamed loudly. Watch where you're freaking going, you asshole. I have anger problems. I'm so, so <laughs> sorry, he said in a voice like wet heaven. Please forgive me, my lady. It was the Howard Pale guy. We should probably mention about the anger problems thing that this is a really, really common trope in bad fanfics. Uh -huh. uh, that a, a character is um, stated to have anger issues, and this is used as basically a free pass for them to get their way all the time. Yeah, it, for Ebony it was depression. 
Yep. Um, but you you see this a lot um, with, I guess, like, Mary Sue characters in fanfics. Um, note that I'm not saying that, like, anger issues aren't, like, a legitimate problem to give your character, because they are. Uh, if a character has anger issues, uh, this will affect their relationships with others. This could affect their job. They could get in trouble with the law. There, there are all sorts of consequences um, that might happen in the narrative as a result of your character having anger issues. But when this comes up in bad fanfiction, um, all it means is that the character will snap at other characters and they will back down. And um, in effect, it just, it just causes uh, the Mary Sue to get their way all the time. Um, it's the same effect as making them so sweet that everyone goes along with whatever they say. Before we get on to the next chapter, I wanted to point out some other stuff about this one that I think mm -hmm. uh, goes to show that this is someone who knows how to write. Uh, if we think about how My Immortal opened, um, and this is common to a lot of bad fanfics, there is no plot initially. Uh, we get a character description, pretty much nothing happens. We're given a tiny bit of setting. And then it's it's a long time before anything like uh, resembling a plot starts to happen in that story. Uh, this one establishes a bunch of um, a bunch of stuff right off the bat. Like there's way much too much time spent on uh, describing Tia. But apart from that, like think of what happens in this chapter. We get um, Tia's backstory. We know that she's a foster kid. She doesn't know her birth parents. Uh, never met her dad. Um, doesn't know anything about him. Mom died when she was born. We get the the backstory that she's been she's been having strange dreams. She thinks something is up, and then she uh, she meets Edward and uh, is immediately attracted to him, but also has the thought that he's familiar. Uh, and this is all going to be relevant later. Uh, so this this author has actually given us a proper setup for a story, which is an unusual thing to see in a bad fanfic. Uh, this is all the the sort of stuff you would expect in the opening of a legitimate story. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's let's move on to chapter two. Anne Vincent, or whatever her name is, thanks for the lame review, you total D asterisk asterisk asterisk. No one is making you read this fic. If you don't like it, then leave. Clestal Zodiac and Brittany J. Thanks for the advice on my character, but she's not a Mary Sue. She's not perfect. Look, she has anger problems, and she looks the way she does for a reason. I will explain it as the story goes on. It's true. So, <laughs> as we were saying about the anger issues, this is this is a common Mary Sue thing. Chapter 2, Edward. The anger faded form my sapphire eyes. Whatever, I said sweatily. I didn't mean to yell and to be ride. Thou art too beautiful for that, he said. And for once, I didn't feel like cock-dropping the guy for paying me a compilement. Instead, I just smiled. <laughs> Um, I love the prose in the story. Edward speaks in Yoldi English for n no reasons anybody can comprehend. <laughs> yeah, he's from, he's from, like, the 1920s. Yeah, he, he died during the, um... Earlier the, than that. The 1918, uh, flu pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, his speech would be modern English, just, you know, slightly antiquated, probably. But we go directly from that to cock-dropping, whatever <laughs> the fuck that means. In the same sentence, I I love this. It reminds me of a uh, of uh, my inner life where um they're having sex and there's all this flowery language like oh he penetrated my flower with his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But but that's something that's like in amazing about this prose. It's, it's like very flowery and like 
Um, it, it would be well written and is well written. It's just like way overdone. And then you get words like cock dropping like in the <laughs> middle of it. And it's just like it, it slaps you across the face every time. And right. it's amazing. The prose is extremely purple and also completely deranged. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it's a rare combination. A lot of bad fanfics have really bare bones, bare bones prose mm-hmm. where uh, the humor comes mostly from the typos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is not in that camp. Yes. This is a lot more creative. I'm Udard Cullen, he murmured. Who are thee? Altanzen Tiana Loren, <laughs> but you can call me Tiana, or maybe Tia, I said, feeling shy at the way he was looking at me. I'd seen that look in so many male eyes, but never quite as intense or sexy. Oh, the problem with the, yeah, the problem with guys <laughs> looking at you like that is because it wasn't as intense. It wasn't intense enough. <laughs> it wasn't intense enough, yeah. <laughs> It's fine when guys creep on me. They just need to be really intense about it. Right. They need to be intense and sexy about it. <laughs> His eyes burned like hot gold velvet in the midday sun, like phoenix feathers and rainbows. So gold and magical. I have no idea what that simile is trying to say, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah, it's like rainbows aren't gold. They're rainbow. Hot gold velvet in the midday sun. It's what are like, you talking about? Th- th- what the prose is it's it's very evocative and it makes you feel things and then you go back and you're like wait a minute that doesn't make sense and this is this is like fucking indie rock lyrics yeah like you're listening to it and you're like yeah this sounds good and then you think about it and you're like what the fuck are they saying (laughs) yeah thou reminds me of bygone times he said carefully retching out a shaking hand and brushing my cheek thy face is like an old painting thou is exceptional you're not so shanky yourself, but I couldn't help noticing you have a freaking GF, you ass. I saw you with her in the cafeteria. I notched his hand hard with my long black nails. Thee did notice me then, he purred with a sly grin. I was up against the wall with his face right close to me now. He wanted to sex me, I could tell. And suddenly he was kissing me. I felt like my slim legs would break in half, and my heart expanded like a big balloon. I felt his hands sliding softly down my neck and underneath my top. He stoked my breasts for a few minutes and his man-carrot standing in action and hard as a rock against my legs. His man-carrot. Yep, his man-carrot. Keep... His man-carrot. This, this fic has some of the most unique and insane euphemisms for dick that I've ever seen. Keep an eye out. It really does, which is uh, very funny because the sex scenes for the most part are like uh ikea erotica sort of in the same vein as uh my immortal where we don't get a lot except like uh tab a was inserted inserted into slot b but there's also all this insane uh description and euphemism attached to it um which makes it even harder to follow what the hell's going on a lot of the time and then he ripped my top and pulled it of me and doped it on the floor We made out for ten minutes, and then he tried to take off my bra, but I pushed him away suddenly, thinking, WTF, Tia, are you just gonna let this total stranger take your cloths off in school, where anyone could see you? I'd never let a guy kiss me before or touch me, and suddenly I was letting this cheating sicko with a frickin' GF grope me just cause he was uber hout with sexoy hair and cold as death. I don't know why the the coldness is being treated like that's a selling point. (laughs) Um... I was acting like a biatch and a slut, and I was suddenly very ashamed of my actions. I don't know, he's the one with a girlfriend. I think this is mostly on him. Yeah. It's like, first of all, he came on to her, but also she was making out (laughs) with him for ten minutes before going, hey, maybe not. Right, right. Ten minutes of this before she realized, like, 
Hang on a second. <laughs> no one walked down this high school hallway. <laughs> right, they're in the middle of a fucking hallway. This is just happening. <laughs> Bastard, never touch me again, I gasped. If thou thinks thou can keep thou hands of me, he answered all smug, and I couldn't believe how he made me feel so angry and so erused at the same time. At that moment, I'd never hated any boy more in my whole life, and the worst part of it was he was so freaking hout. I was totally creaming my panties, and he knew it. This was horrible. I felt disguised with myself and turned to leave. We didn't know need to know the panties bit. Um, <laughs> I guess we should also probably mention that every every time she says she says hot, she spells it H A W T, which is why we're reading it that way. But yeah, and anyway, I I hate when um when guys start making out with me in in public, uh, and then accuse me of being of of being unable to keep my hands off them. <laughs> Um, it's so arousing. <laughs> Normal situation. But, like, you see what we mean about how, how, uh, Edward doesn't really negotiate this at all beforehand. Uh-huh. And we're just, we're just meant to consider it as okay because Tia likes it for reasons that make no sense. Wait, I need to speak to thee. I know your secret, Tia, he said in a quiet voce, gassing into my eyes. <laughs> You're one of my kind. Who made thee? Are you part of a coven? Or on thou own. What is said sharply, dude, you're insane, and you freaking smell. He didn't really <laughs> smell, but I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> Thy a campire, Tia. A vampire. But why can't I read thou mind? I thought Bella was the only one, but here thou are. What does this all mean? He punched the wall with his buckly fist and shouted suddenly furious, and his eyes flickered red. I slept him hard across the face, and tried to leave, but he caught my waist, and as I struggled and tried to hit him again, he caught my hand in midair and hammed me against the wall, where his hand had already made a huge dint in the wall. His face was blunt and right heavy in mine. My knee came up hard against his massive, throbbing giggle stick between his legs, and he drubbed over in pan. I broke free and goaded my books and started rugging away to math, but Edward Hand finished with me. That that paragraph is so good. Just everything about that paragraph. Uh, the, the constant word misuse. There are so <laughs> many words used in place of other words in that paragraph. Like... I'm not even going to b- bother to point them all out, but yeah, yeah. but the thing is, the writing is so good otherwise that it's like, I mean, a lot of these are, are like real words, but the ones that aren't like. Yeah. Um, although it's written in a completely deranged fashion, you can completely follow what's happening here. It is mm-hmm. evocative. Mm-hmm. Um, Tia, no, he screamed after me, tearing his shrit of himself in fury and throwing it over my eyes. <laughs> What? Got him with the old shirt attack and throwing it over my eyes. I lost my sight and was behind me, breathing into my ears. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Tia, he whimpered sadly, picking me up off the floor and gazing mutely into my eyes. He's not gazing mutely, he's literally talking to her right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't mean to rut thee. I'm so contemptuous. I apologize. This is just so weird. You're so freaking weird, you mean, I snaped whitely as he lay on the floor so hot and crying with his shirt off with his pippling body. Uh, so there's another possible My Immortal reference, the Snaped Whitely. Um, I absolutely love the line, I Snaped Whitely, um, <laughs> because it's just another example of, like, how good the writing is, that even if the, 
like the word use is completely insane we still know exactly what she means like you have to take an extra step with this one but it is like indie rock lyrics like you said it's like i snapped white lanes like oh so it's like white hot and hot is like anger and so i snapped angrily and it's like it's very evocative even though it doesn't really make sense on a surface level I wanted to forgive him for calling me a vampire. Vampire? I'd heard that one before from preppy losers asking if I sleep in a coffin and suck blood like Letsat just because I like eyeliner and listen to Linkin Park, and making fun of me and trying to force me against the wall and maybe plunder my crevices, but I didn't. Okay, so, <laughs> so the, the main thing he did wrong was call you a vampire. The attempted assault was, uh... Yeah, no big. I love that because Tia is goth, uh, when she gets called a vampire, she interprets it not literally, but as a comment on her fashion. <laughs> yeah. That rules. It's really funny. Um, I think we should probably add for further context that uh, this basic premise is really common in Twilight fanfics. There are a lot of Twilight fics that um, have the basic premise like, there's a new student at Forks High School, and Edward falls in love with her instead, right? Like, exactly as you'd expect, right? People write their self-inserts into the story to have a relationship with Edward. Mm -hmm. um, and because uh, a lot of author-insert characters, especially in the mid-2000s, late-2000s, are uh, goth or emo teens, you saw basically this exact setup all the time, but I have never seen... Um, one of those characters respond to the vampire thing by being like, I'm not a vampire, you're just saying that because you don't like goths, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really funny. I left him crying on the floor and went to find my class. As I entered math class, I suddenly dropped my box again as a flashing pain burned in my left hand as my birthmark glinted gold for a second. No joke! Then I fell over. <laughs> I I'm glad she said no joke. Yeah, I thought, I thought she was joking. Yeah, the, you know the old my scar is glowing gold <laughs> gag. The pain was suddenly gone and some weirdo blonde freak called Eric was helping me up and staring at me like a pervo rapist. How dare he? How dare he <laughs> right. help her? Um, uh, Edward kissing her in the hallway um, without her without, consent. without her consent was completely fine uh, because, because he's hot and sexoy. But a guy looking at her weird while giving her a hand up when she's not wearing a shirt in the middle of class. <laughs> That's pervy. Um, she's also blonde, so it's weird that she keeps calling people blonde as, yeah. like, an insult. <laughs> she does it a lot, yeah. I kicked him in the shoulder, kung fu baby, as he gazed longingly after me in his freaking dreams. I sat down at the back of class, unable to think about anything but my weird encounter with Edward Cullen, wondering what it all could mean. <laughs> what could it all mean? <laughs> what could it mean? A.N., what do you think? Please, R&R, &R, big shout out to my friend Abigail. Good luck for tomorrow. Did you see I put the man carrot thing in? LMAO! Also, love to Tiffy and Rach and Zacky Baby, of course. Love you guys so much, XXX Becky Mac XX. Chapter 3 Uncle Larry. AN. Hi guys, hope you like this one. I'm quite proud of it. Thanks for the support from my friends. Love you girls. Glad you like it. Oh, and Vincent, you're so dumb. Of course, Tia didn't go to math and only her bra. She's not a total ditz. 
Her shirt was ripped off her. <laughs> I don't think she had a shirt anymore. It was yeah. fishnet. One more time. Don't read if you didn't like it. No freaking flames. What is the point of flame and people? There is no point. So if off. Chapter three. Uncle Larry. Um, I do want to point out. So this is the uh, chapter with the rape scene in it. So. Yes. Just like it, it kind of permeates the entire story. The the rape undertones and overtones. But this is the main rape scene. So just like. Right. Watch this out is for this that. is the big one. Uh, This is about as bad as it gets in the story so and again it's very vague but it's still it's still it's still a rape scene i sat alone watching tv at dave and marie's house i couldn't stop thinking about my encounter with Eudard cullen earlier that day he was so beautiful and sexoy with such amazing hair and eyes i could hardly believe he had noticed someone like me but I was angry at how he had made me feel, how I'd burnt like crimson hot flame when he touched me, and how he'd not listened to me when I told him to fring off, and how he dared to touch me at all when he had a GF anyways, even if she was a mean girl with an ugly heart, and not that hot. He <laughs> um, didn't never you, met her. Right, you, you saw her in the cafeteria one time, <laughs> and are already jumping to judge her. But no matter how much I tried to hate him, I simply couldn't. Suddenly, the phone range. Hello. Hey, is that Altantiana? Yeah, who's this? I axed. It's Mike Newton from your class. I was wondering if you're wanted to go to La Plush with me tomorrow night, maybe? There's a party on the beach with the whole crowd of us going, and I thought you seemed really nice. So I thought maybe you'd want to me my date, please? They must have met in the deleted scenes. <laughs> How did he get her number? School directory. Because <laughs> he calls Dave, Dave and Marie's house phone. Oh. <laughs> so it's probably the school directory. Aren't you the guy who hangs out with all the pathetic cheerleaders and stuff, I asked? You mean Bella and Jessica's gang? Sometimes, I guess, but they're way shallow and not as hot as you. Brilliant sentence. And they can be mean sometimes. I'd also like to point out the humor of um, Bella and Jessica in this version um, being cheerleaders because uh, one of the things we know about Bella is that she trips over flat surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, no way she could be a cheerleader. I think she is in fact explicitly described as not like a cheerleader. So that's that's a little joke from our author. Then why do you hang out white them then you shallow creep? And why are you asking me out when you hardly know me, Mike? To get to know you better. <laughs> That's typically what people do when they're interested in you and want to get to know you better. They ask you out. Yeah, although I, I also have to say, uh, he's going about this wrong. He should have just phrased it as, I wanted to invite you along because you're new. Yeah, uh-huh. Because <laughs> you think him hot? Why can't you see you're just as shallow if you want to date someone just cost of what they look like? I'm not that pretty anyways. Uh, and there's where she loses me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm totally with her up to the whole whole point. Like, everything she's saying is correct. And then she pulls the false mo modesty card. And it's like, well, this would be a little more convincing if you didn't spend, like, half of chapter one telling us in great detail how, how hot you are. And even if I was, I'm so screwed up in the brand. You can't even imagine. You would no want to date me if you knew how screwed up I was. We don't know what this is, like, alluding to, by the way. Yeah. I guess that she has weird dreams sometimes. 
But again, that's just what being 16 is like. I would, Tia. Believe me, I would. You're so beautiful, you can't even imagine. You're so pretty, people lose their minds when you're around and forget their names and forget to breath. How can't you have noticed that? And you don't care how screwed up you are. It only make to you more interesting. If I told someone I'm mentally ill and they responded, that's okay, it only makes you more interesting, that would be a huge turnoff for me. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, but it's kind of even weirder than that because it's not that she explicitly says she's mentally ill. She just says, I'm screwed up in the brain and it's not clear if that's her being like a melodramatic teenager or if she's like referring to a legitimate problem that she has. It's never clarified, so we don't know, like, what the problems she's alluding to are. Uh, and that makes his response seem, like, completely weird, because he doesn't- he doesn't even know the nature of the issue she's alluding to, and he's like, yeah, that's fine, I don't care. It's like, well, you don't know what it is. You're cool and different, and you are honest about stuff. You are right to be angry with me. I'm sorry for benign, shallow, and dumb. Just give me a chance to show you how much I care, please? Well, okay, maybe it'll go along if I don't have anything else to do. I said not believing a word he said about how pretty I was. Thank you, Altantiana. Thank you so much. He sounded so happy I couldn't help but smile as I put the phone down, but my smile faded as I returned to my thoughts. Mike Newton was kind of cute and seemed like an okay guy, but he was nothing next to Udard Cullen. Even though I was anger with Edward than I have ever been with anyone in my life and part of me wanted to chop his head off with a sore, a part of my soul would always remain in that corridor where we had kissed so hard and passionately. I creamed myself. Just now or like <laughs> earlier? <laughs> I, I always interpreted that it as just now. Yeah, <laughs> she just thought about it again and well, it happened. My heart had soared that day like never before, and I knew that no that one else- That day? That was today. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that no one else would ever make me feel like that again. This is very teenager uh, brain to me. Oh, um, big teenager brain. Yeah. yeah. So, like, kudos to the author for, for that. For a lot of stuff, but for this in particular. Yeah, I also wanted to say kudos for the author uh, to the author for the whole uh, Mike Newton thing, because he's not introduced as a character as all- at all in the story we just get this call which uh from it we can infer that they've interacted at school but he doesn't need to be established because he's acting exactly the way mike newton does in twilight and in yes. every twilight story <laughs> where he's just here being a simp then i thought how he was a cheater and a bastard and my face burnt with shame i couldn't believe i had behaved like such a whore i was scared of the affect he had on me Bye, Tia! We'll be back on Thursday, okay? Marie put her head rind the door suddenly. Okay then, have fun, I whispered clamily. Dave and Marie were visiting relatives for a few days. You look so pretty, she says, smiling. You're the prettiest grill I've ever seen. <laughs> Normal conversation. Even prettier than George Foreman. Yes. OMG, whatever, I reply. I hated it when people say that. I pulled my blonde hair over my face. I was wearing a short hot pink dress cut low with black lace frills at the bottom and black lace stocking. Dave's brother Larry will be looking after you while we're gone. You'll be okay when we're gone, won't you, Tia? I hate to leaven you alone like this. I don't need a freaking babysitter, you know. 
I was so embarrassing. I could look after myself. She is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Marie smiles and leaves the house. Bye. Greeting at Latnaniana. My name's Uncle Larry, said Uncle Larry. He came in through the door. He was fat and bald with tiny black eyes and a red face. So we know immediately that he's evil. Hey, I said. You're the orphan, aren't you, he says. Is it true you kyled your mother when she gave birth to you? What? <laughs> I cry, my eyes filling with tears. You're an evil bitch, aren't you? Go outside and wash my car, he shouts angrily. I stood up and left to wash his car. I got soap in a bucket, afraid of what he would do if I refused. I went outside and started to wash Hush car. It was a red Porsche. <laughs> I just, it's very funny. It's very funny. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like, the the... Like, just dropping, like, what kind of car it was in the middle of the sentence. Yeah, I was also going to say, I love how he just comes in and he says, Greetings! <laughs> Greetings! Um, normal thing to say. And introduces himself as Uncle Larry. And then right right after that, he immediately goes into, like, uh, Isn't it true that you killed your mother when you were born? And then calls her an evil bitch. Just zero to one hundred. <laughs> he came outside and waged me. And I knew he was waging me. I think about that line all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was doing the action that I just said he was doing. <laughs> After a midnight, he came over and hit me hard across the face. WFT, I shouted. He poured the bucket of water all over me and hit me again. I was wet and crying, and he started to rip my dress and bra of me and rip my clothes. He touched my naked breeks, and I tried to push him off me... I screamed at him to stop, but he didn't. He bent me over the bonnet of his car and spanked me on the ass for half an hour. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the yeah. situation. I'm laughing at, like, the time. It's like, that's an absurd half an hour. Half an hour. God. Then he pulled my panties down and started to rape me. Stop raping me, I cry, but he didn't stop. The pain was terrible, even tough, his manhood was small. I creed and creed, but he didn't stop for hours. Damn, he's got stamina. I know. And when he finally stopped, he left me on the floor and spat in my face and left me there. But did he leave you there? <laughs> yeah, on the floor. I pulled on my clothes and creed madly and ran off into the seething darkness of the midnight street. Now that part really sounds like indie rock lyrics. I ran and ran until I came to some woods and then I fell down in the woods and creed. Suddenly, a blast of white light exploded in head and my mark on my hand burned like a flame. I closed my eyes and saw the face of a tall white man looking over me with no expression. His eyes were burning red and his face glimmered cold and bright as the moon. I fell back from the brightness of his body. His hair was dark as night. Atlantiana? He whispered in a voice softer than clouds. My daughter? OMG, I whispered as my mind went blank and the world went dark. And that's the end of chapter three. Every time her dad shows up at the end there, uh, I'm always picturing Voldemort from My Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> a tall, pale man with no nose and red eyes and everything. He didn't have a nose. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you have anything to say about that chapter before we end our reading for this week? Uh, I guess not about this 
chapter so much, but um, backing up a little bit to talk about uh, Edward, this is, you know, this is obvious if you've read Twilight, but if you haven't, it's probably worth noting that uh, Edward is behaving uh, very oddly compared to what we're used to from him, and there might be sort of a justification for it in here in that he uh, thinks she's also a vampire. Uh, because with Bella, a big part of his hesitation is that she's human and there's a massive strength difference between vampires and humans. Uh, he's afraid that he'll hurt her and also feels like he's, uh, you know, corrupting her in some way because he thinks of himself as, like, inherently bad for being a vampire, right? He's he's very uh, Byronic. But, um... Edward, in this story, uh, just immediately puts the moves on Tia. And maybe the justification is that he thinks that she's also a vampire. However, the idea that Tia is a vampire doesn't really make sense, because uh, we know what vampires in Twilight are uh, like. You know, that they have, uh, they have eyes that change color depending on how recently they've fed. Uh, they don't age, so Tia... If she was a vampire, she would know that. And uh, all that all that being said, something is clearly uh, up with Tia, and we'll get into that later. Um, I I do think like the the core uh, conflicts in the plot are pretty neatly set up in the first few chapters, which is again like a tip off that the author is trolling and does know how to write. Because just from these first few chapters, we get like um, background information on Tia. We get the beginning of the relationship with her and Edward. We get uh conflicts in her home life like um all the ingredients are here okay so we've outlined pretty far uh a lot of reasons why this is an ingenious troll fic um it's mm -hmm. a very good one mm -hmm. i want to take a little break and then we are going to come back and look at a troll fic uh that is another twilight fic that is uh based off of my immortal but isn't as good. And we're going to talk about uh, why as we read it. So we'll see you after the break. Catch you after the break. And we're back. We are back. So if you look up uh, Forbidden Fruit, The Temptation of Edward Cullen, somewhere in the comments or on TV Tropes or wherever you're looking at it, uh, it's probably going to mention uh, Twyla, the girl who was in love with the vampire, which is the other popular um, My Immortal style uh, Twilight fic that uh, arose in the wake of My Immortal. Yes. But they're pretty different. I made it sound terrible when I referenced it before. It's not terrible. There are some good jokes in here, um, but it's uh, it, it kind of embodies a lot of the... What are your thoughts on this, actually? I think the main thing I would say about it is that this author is trying very hard to imitate uh, Tara's style. Yeah, not doing a very good job. Not, not doing the, the greatest job. And also, I think that's sort of the wrong route to take yeah uh if you're trying to write a troll fic inspired by my immortal tara has a very distinctive and idiosyncratic style that's hard to imitate mm -hmm. you can certainly try but i think it will always come off as a pale imitation of her actual prose just because 
Mm-hmm. Again, her writing style is very uh, idiosyncratic. So unless you're directly copying things that she has said before, it's not really going to sound like her. The way she writes is too weird. Um, so I think I think you're better off trying to do your own thing like Forbidden Fruit does. This story is, I think, uh, tied down a little bit by uh, trying to be too similar to My Immortal. We're reading the version from Pastebin and... Uh... Like uh, My Immortal and Forbidden Fruit, they were purged from fanfiction.net, probably because of Critics United. Our, our greatest enemy. Our greatest enemy. Um, so this was cobbled together from like various sor- sources like MSTs and other re-uploads. And uh, it's not complete, but it's the most complete that could, could be found. So uh, thank you to the compiler uh, for... Uh, doing this because otherwise we wouldn't be able to read it yeah all right so this is twyla the girl who was in love with a vampire by twyla beautiful psycho topaz cullen chapter one i meet edward in the school hey guys my nami is twyla beautiful psycho topaz cullen i go to school in washington with the sexiest vampire ever. His name is Edward Cullen, and he is so sexy and hot and garadway. Might play him in the movie Twilight One. OMFG, I would have an organism, lol. Well, but anyway, this is me story. It's called XXX Twilight, the girl who was in love with a vampire XXX. Okay, BTW, I'm gothic, and so is Edward, so we were meant to be, okay? So haters back off, and if you leak Bella, then fuck you. Okay, thanks to my editor, Midnight Cullen, didn't get any ideas. She's not married to Ed. She is married to Jasper. Pulls, 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 give me reviews, pulls. I would leak that. This is the first time I ever wrote a story. BTW, my influence is enemy, darkness, dementia, raven way. I think she is the best. Okay, enjoy, guys. So just coming right out with I do, it. I do like I do like just coming right out with it. I think I think that's a better way to handle this than uh just posting an extremely similar story and pretending no relation or else uh leading your your readers to believe that maybe the same author wrote My Immortal and wrote this. Just just citing her as an inspiration, I think, is the best way to handle that. Yeah, I mean if your writing isn't good. Because that's the truth. That's I mean it, it clearly was inspired. Chapter 1. Hi, my name is Twyla Beautiful Psycho Topaz. Not Cullen yet, because I d- didn't meet Edward yet. So I guess Topaz is her last name. I guess so. I live in Washington with my sister Midnight. We live in a dark house that is far away from everyone else. And we're vampires. We feast on blood. And no one else knows that we are vampires. Not even our mom, which is why we moved away to be by ourselves. Yes, we are loners. I go to a high school and everyone thinks that I'm really hot. I have straight black hair and topaz eyes. Me sister Midnight is the same, except she has magenta eyes. I wear lots of black makeup on me eyes, even though I have dark circles under my eyes. And okay, if you think that's lame, then fuck you. Edward has them too. And Staraffy Myers said he's really hot, okay? I agree with her here. If you think under eye circles are lame, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) sometimes sometimes people are fucking tired i didn't leak anyone at me school i am a misanthrop an look it up that means i hate other people except midnight 
Yeah, I looked up misanthrope, and it's, it says it means you hate other people except midnight. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I met a really sexy vampire named Edward Collins. He had really white skin like me. He is Satan's gift to this planet. Aeon, I don't believe in God. I am an atheist. I think Satan <laughs> created this universe. God bless you, Satan. You are always in me heart. Okay, that's okay. That's yeah, that's that... that's a good joke. <laughs> that's really funny. I don't believe in God. Anyway, I think Satan created the universe. Hmm. God bless you, Satan. So anyway, I met him. I in the school. He, he was with some fucking ugly ass bitch named Bella Swan. She was so stupid, and she kept falling out of her seat. <laughs> that sounds like Bella. <laughs> Ed Willard looked at me like, WTF is this girl doing? I smiled at... Okay, that's actually... This is really funny. This whole image is actually very <laughs> funny. <laughs> just imagining, like, like Bella just kind of, like, toppling out of her chair in the middle of class repeatedly. <laughs> and Twyla's just staring at her like, God, I hate this bitch. I smiled at him sexy and adventurous. And he knew right away that I was a vampire. I could tell from his eyes, which were the same color as mine. Hey, he said, walking away from Bella. And then this author, like, tries to be, like, edgily racist. Yeah. Like, docking a lot of points for that. Uh, if you yeah. have to do we, this. We have to, we have to deduct major points for yeah. this. I know where this is coming from. They're going after, like, another uh, high school social group. This is specifically, like, kind of taking aim at, like, uh, hip-hop kids. But, mm -hmm. um obviously it's it's straying into some iffy territory in the process uh we won't bother to read it yeah so definitely docking docking some points uh mm -hmm. for that anyway edward and i sat together at the lunch table and bella stared at us with that poser jacob ed didn't pay any attention to her at all he told me Al about how he is a vampire and his dad Carlos wanted to meet me. And his <laughs> his dad Carlos. <laughs> his dad Carlos. I like that he's just uh, confessing to being a vampire in the middle of uh, fucking high school <laughs> high school lunch. And his sisters Alice, Ross, Marie, Jasper, and Emmett all loved me right away. And his mom Esme wanted to meet me too. Was she there? I'm proud of Jasper and Emmett for transitioning. <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. So we could school early and went to his really big house in the woods and Jasper is really big and Macellar, so he just knocked down all the trees in the way. That's a really funny image. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they had to clear a path to the house. <laughs> um... <laughs> So another thing is, like, there's way too many typos in this story to the point where it becomes really annoying. Like, Tara had this weird uh, yeah. way of writing a lot of stuff phonetically, but uh, she did that, like, mostly in her author's notes or to be cute. Uh, and uh, here it's just, like, it it really impedes your ability to read. And it's like, yeah, I get the joke. Um, you're yeah. spelling things wrong. You can lay off a little bit. Right. This is this is what I mean when I say it's hard to imitate Tara's style because like yes, she has a ton of typos, but it's it's in a very specific way where I think she's doing it deliberately for the most part. When we got there, Carlos came to the door immediately. He gasped in surprise at my beauty. You must be Twyla. My, you certainly are attractive, he teased me seductively. Well, that's not appropriate. <laughs> Ed Jasp Emmett 
Allison and Rosalind all growled at him angrily. All sensitive, because they like me too. Besides, it wasn't fair, because he was already married. Yeah, that's me, lol, I told him and bowed. A-N. That's what they do in Japanese, because it's polite. Nice to <laughs> met you, I said. Okay, but you're in America speaking English. No, but that's what they do in Japanese. Ah, uh, okay. So I hear you're a vampire. Come in my house and we can talk about it. I was so excited and I ran in quickly and everyone followed me. We were already friends. End of chapter <laughs> one. Pulls, guys, tell me if it's good. Chapter two. The fight at Durr House. Flamers, back off, okay? Me English is fine. You didn't have to be a bitch about it, fucking homos. If you lick Bella, I said not to read, cause you would be offensed. I read this book a lot of Tim's. I think I know their names. I don't think you do. And whatever you say, don't dis Tara Gelsby, okay? She is a fucking great writer. Okay, I'm with her on that one. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here is chapter two. Chapter two. When I walked into the house, Edward disappeared and then appeared at the piano. He's a vampire. He can do that. No, he can't. <laughs> He's really fast. He started to play Famous Last Weirds by Me Chemical Romans. I started <laughs> to sing in my beautiful voice. Well, I know that I can make you stay. Well, then where is your heart? Where is your heart? Everyone gasped, even though they were vampires. They didn't have voices like me. Yeah, I don't think being a vampire affects that at all. Out of nowhere, they all jumped up and tried to attack off my cloths. What are you doing? <laughs> I creamed. Their eyes were red and they had all turned into savages. Then they stopped and confused. Sorry, Twyla, Edward said. Sometimes when we see someone we can't resist, we turn into beasts. It wouldn't happen again, putting back on me clothes. This is wild because this is not like a vampire thing in um, Twilight, except, you know, vampires around humans, like if they're hungry or the human spells particularly good, might have trouble controlling themselves. But she's also a vampire. Yeah. So I guess it's also like not a vampire thing because she doesn't know what the hell is up with this. I guess it's just like Edward's family is weird. Mm hmm. Like, sometimes they just get uncontrollably horny and try to eat you. And it's it's not like a vampire thing, they're just weirdos. It's okay, a lot of people are attracted to me, I explained. They all understood. It must be your blood, said Carlos, in horrified. Beauty, you have the most rare and exotic blood in all the world. Every vampire will want to drink it. It's much better than the other girls. What's your name? <laughs> your blood is so much better than the other girls. <laughs> Um, uh, she's a vampire. Her blood yeah, is Yeah, vampires like, in Twilight Lore don't have blood. Yeah, they, their blood is, like, forever frozen inside their body. Uh, I think the Twilight Lore about it is actually that they just have venom in their veins, right? I'm not sure exactly, but whatever it I is, I thought it was something frozen. like that. I seem to remember Stephanie Meyer giving some insane explanation about how the only uh, bodily fluid vampires can produce is venom. That beach's name is Bella, said Jasper, growling. Midnight hugged him so he wouldn't get too angry and up her in Bella's house and strangle her with one touch of his finger because he's <laughs> really strong like the Hulk. I, I don't know what to say to that. Twyla, I would not you to marry me, suddenly screamed Alice, who was a plebeian. Edward <laughs> roared at her, furious and all protective, and suddenly... He had transformed! And, into what? OMFG! 
no! I shouted because I didn't want anyone to get hurt. Ed's shirt bursted open with muscles. His topaz eyes turned pure black with strength and energy, and he jumped at Alice. Should probably mention for clarity, vampires in some lore do do things like this, right? Like they have like a normal form and a and a vampiric form. Yeah, like in Sims Four. <laughs> like in Sims Four, or or like like in Buffy or something. Um, this is not the case in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> so this comes out of nowhere. <laughs> she says he transformed as like into what? It's a very tired trope to like change a character's sexuality uh in order to like make them not part of a love triangle or, or a ship anymore like in, in canon alice is uh in love with jasper but here yeah. it's just like well she's a lesbian so um my my sister is dating jasper instead but like alice is totally a lesbian <laughs> let's be real <laughs> She's she's very coded, I will yeah. say, uh-huh. with how she is written and described. So it does seem like less plausible to me that she's a straight girl than that she would be bi or gay. Twola is marring me already, he said with his voice was booming and all the windows exploded and the glass <laughs> rained down like in that Avril Lavin video where she punches the mirror and the glass all flees out around her. Oh, you're going to lose points with Tara for that one referencing that preppy avril lavigne yeah you probably listened to nsync and hillary duff he started to fight with alice to the death over me guys guys i suddenly compromised guess what sorry i'm not a libyan alice started to cry tears of blood why are her tears blood i asked all curious that's just a lesbian thing (laughs) it's just a lesbian thing yeah you wouldn't get it oh no this is bad said emmett who had been in the bathroom the whole time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> kind of doubly funny because vampires don't need to use the bathroom, so what was he doing? When we cry our tears, our blood, it's the blood of our victim. She's losing blood. Now she will be thirsty again. Run! Vampires don't drink other vampires' blood. Yeah. Alice tried to jump at me and tear my flesh, but I moved out of the way and she attacked Rosemary instead, who was pretty, but she wasn't as pretty as me, and her throat flew open. And blood poured out everywhere, and Alice ate it. Oh, me Satan! I said heartbroken because I caused so much trouble. Edward just laughed. (laughs) It's okay, babe, he said, and kissed me for the first time. He had turned back from Black Ed to White Ed. A-N. He's like Hatsun Haru from Fruity Basket. Oh. He was calm again. From Fruity Basket. (laughs) She's a vampire. She'll just come back to life. Oh, so no big. I get the sense that's like... This happens uh, every few days at this house. So they sedated Allison, and she fell asleep, and Rose came back to leaf. We had Burger King for dinner because I had to hurry. <laughs> the vampires got Burger King? <laughs> yeah. Okay, love it. And then I went home, thinking of Edward the whole time, and how his flamey hot lips felt on my... His body was so warm, and I couldn't wait to see him aging. End of chapter he's, he's He's undead. He's not warm. Yeah, he's very cold. Chapter 3. MCR concert. I find out a vampire secret. At the MCR concert? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, people who review to say shit about me story can go fuck themselves. Me story is believable. You just have to keep reading <laughs> and you can see why. One, but to people who gave me good reviews. Thank you guys rocks. 333 love you. Chapter 3. Hey, Betch. What are you doing home? Midnight asked. She was there. She was literally there, kissing Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have to promise not to say anything. I said nervously. Midnight laughed and said, Who would I say something to? We are loners, remember? Oh, yeah, I said, and told her everything that happened. She gasped when I told her about Edward kissing me. I guess she just was not paying attention at all. <laughs> so wait, she screamed. Are you guys in love now or what? Yeah, we're going to homecoming together. I showed her my black dress with lace and leather and my spiky black shoes. Edward said he likes these. We laughed happy together and danced around the house. We were so happy for me. I sang Tenagers by MCR. Den. The door knocked. Yeah, when when I'm like, um, you know, infatuated with a guy and uh, feeling really happy, the only way I can think of to celebrate is by singing Teenagers by MCR. <laughs> Twyla, where are you? Someone asked from outside. I went to the door and it was Allison. I screamed, if you fucking try to suck me blood again, it'll get Ed. I told her. She basked into tears. <laughs> so I guess that was the plan. And she's like, oh, no blood. <laughs> No bitches, but it's ended in the yeah. no blood. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Midnight quickly jumoed up to defend me, but I told her to go away because I cooled handle Ellis. Okay, why did you come here, I said. Allison's bloody tears didn't scare me. I knew she had enough blood to last because of when she attacked Allison. What? I felt so bad for trying to drink your blood, she hysterically cried. I wanted to apologize with a present. All I want not in this world is Edward, and I have him, so noting you can give me matters. I shook-fed at her, but then she held up two tickets to a MCR concert. OMFG! <laughs> I was static. I grabbed them from her and gave one to Midnight. Actually, Allison whimpered. One was supposed to be for me, <laughs> so we called go together. Probably shouldn't have presented her with two tickets then. <laughs> I mean, not that she's justified in this whole setup, but, uh... But I wanted to go with Ed, I shouted. I imagined his beautiful face with his black eyeliner and black lipstick in his smexy body. But wearing... if you wanted to go with him, then why did you give the ticket to your sister? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. also, I don't think he was ever mentioned as wearing black lipstick. Good for him, though. That's a pretty distinct, like, characteristic. Yeah. Okay, Allison said, we can just take me whole family. As Met really loves MCR, too. Oh, what could go wrong? We're going to bring a bunch of uncontrollably horny vampires to an <laughs> MCR show. After they previously got so, so horny over hearing someone sing an MCR song that they started attacking her. <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> Don't do this. So we went to the concert and Ed and I had intercourse on the way. Everyone thought we were so cute. <laughs> so so they like all traveled together. She and Edward had sex on the way over and everyone else is watching like, aww. <laughs> this night walk the dead, scrim Geradway, den. Evan Yezins came on. <laughs> they sang a duet with MCR, then they sang some more stuff. Emmett had an ejaculation in the audience, and suddenly he turned into a bat! Well, oh, I was shit! about to say that this is the reaction I'd expect if uh, MCR and Evanescence uh, did, like, a collab. Uh, but maybe not the turning yeah. into a bat part. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I take it back. Maybe, uh, maybe if that happened, it, the audience would turn into bats. Oh shit, no! Edward sighed. 
Dis is bad to Twola. Dis is really bad. All dis bad stuff kept happening while I was with them. I don't know why this is a problem. Um, I think if you turned into a bat at the combination <laughs> MCR Evanescence concert, like, <laughs> that seems like a non-issue. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else they expect of you, honestly. Vampires turn into bats when they are really excited and everyone would know his secret, but no one cared. Oh, the, the secret that he was talking about at the lunch table at high school? But no one cared because they were all goths. Exactly. No one will care. Gerard looked at him from the stage and he jumped down through the crowd and came over to us. Hey, are you a bat? He said <laughs> in his fucking killer voice. I creamed so loud because I love Gerard with all my leaf. His makeup was running because he was crying because they sang Helen. A-N. <laughs> that song is about his grandpa who died. R.I.P. Gerard's grandpa. But he glarsed at Emset and touched his wings and he turned back. <laughs> okay. Gerard went home with de Collins because he and Emmet became buffs because they fell in love. I was so jealous, but Ed got angry, and I told him I love him, so it was okay. We all went home, and I got Gerard's autograph. End of chapter three. What what vampire secret did we learn that chapter? They, they can turn into bats. That's not a vampire secret. <laughs> Pulls, guys, give me more reviews. I think this was a really good chapter. All right, so that's all we're going to read for today. But what did you think? Let's uh, Let's compare and contrast. <laughs> uh, yeah okay so this this fic is actually more entertaining than i remembered uh, -huh. uh there are some good parts but i think it's that it's most entertaining when it isn't trying very hard to be like my immortal yeah because that's that's not really terribly interesting we already have my immortal uh we don't need someone else trying to imitate the style mm -hmm. i think what's what's more fun is just like uh, the completely batshit things that happen in, in the story. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just the disconnect between anything going on here and anything that actually happens in Twilight. Uh-huh. Is also, is also good and I think a source of the, a lot of the humor here because a lot of this um, stuff kind of revolves around uh, vampire lore because all the main characters are vampires. Uh, but none of it is... Um, vampire lore that we would know from twilight because it's not following the rules of how those vampires work so some of it we're just expected to take for granted despite it not being anything we could have possibly known um and some of it is presented as as if it's new information even though the protagonist is also a vampire and should know this uh -huh. so it's kind of like deranged from both ends and that's that's fun yeah i i really wish they would have cut down uh, more on the like is spelling weird because that's not really where the humor comes from. I think this uh, this fic has some really funny jokes uh, in and of itself. It it didn't need to go that far with the the like trying to imitate Tara's style. Yeah, I think honestly this could have stood on its own two feet a lot better if it wasn't trying really hard uh, to imitate Tara's writing style. All right. Well, we're gonna continue next week. Do you have anything to say before we end the episode? Oh, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm excited to, uh, to move on to a new story. Uh, as we've said repeatedly, uh, I think this is both of our favorite bad fic, uh, for Biden Fruit, that is. Uh, so I've been excited to get to it for a long time, and I think we're gonna have a lot to talk yeah, about yeah. with this story, uh, but I didn't want to get 
too far uh, ahead of ourselves by discussing a lot of things uh, when we've only read the first three chapters. All right. So uh, that is going to be all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out on Twitter or Tumblr at Literary Demerit. We upload new episodes every Friday. You can find us on Patreon or wherever you download podcasts. The song is Imaginary by Evanescence. And remember, we don't own anything. All credit to the original owners. <laughs> <laughs>